Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Off the Hook with AJ. I got a very special guest, as you can see right here on the screen, Miguel Flores, PBC, ring announcer. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you for stopping by. I'm very excited for, for, for this interview. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always good, you know, chatting up with you. And uh, I know you and I, we've been sending DMs back and forth. We've seen each other at some uh, several fights. And uh, it's always good to uh, engage with guys that are passionate. They understand what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, we need more guys like you. So oh, it's glad to be on here, man. That means a lot. That means a lot, man. Coming from me, that means a lot. So let us know, man, how'd you get started in, in doing, you know, ring announcement and uh, everything that you're doing, man. How'd you get started? Yeah, man, it was, uh, well, obviously, as you know, anyone in this business, you know, they grew up watching. They've had a passion for it. This is something that they've, you know, grew up on. They got their favorite fighters. And same case was with me. And uh, I grew up watching it with, uh, got to give credit to my dad. My dad was a big fight fan. We were kind of like a fight family watching, okay. you know, a ton of fights. And uh, if you guys don't know, Ray Flores is my older brother. Right, right. Correct. And uh, so he he's seven years older than I am. And uh, he grew up watching like Julio Cesar Chavez and that was his guy. And my family would have fight parties with my grandma and all that stuff. So they grew up watching. And then once I came along, uh, I was growing up in the Oscar De La Hoya era. So that was kind of like my who I grew up with and who my family kind of rallied around during that time period. So that was like my guy. That was the one where that was every must see TV fight parties, every Oscar De La Hoya fight during while I was growing up. That was it. So uh, I've always had always had a passion for boxing. And obviously, you know, we watched uh, uh, guys like Manny Pacquiao, uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, you know, Manny, Legend. you know, uh, I already mentioned Manny Pacquiao. But, you know, just a lot of those Hispanic fighters, legends um that's who we grew up watching and so uh, we always paid attention and then as things got going once I got older uh, my older brother Ray he started announcing and doing a lot of local stuff whether it was mixed martial arts or boxing shows uh in the Chicagoland area and then he obviously he started to gain uh recognition started to create a name for himself so he started to get more opportunities right. over the years and I was in about high school. I was entering my senior year of high school when he kind of approached me and said, hey, I'm not able to do a lot of these local shows anymore. Why don't I just pass them along to you instead of having to find some random guy right. uh, to give these jobs to? And You've been at in the first, family. I, yeah, exactly. And at first I was hesitant because I never saw myself as like a, a, an announcer. Uh, I was always in, you know, involved in sports and wanted to be involved in sports, sports broadcasting. But being a ring announcer wasn't something that was kind of on my list, but I said, you know what, might as well as a guy, a young kid in high school, make some extra cash. And also, I mean, you get paid to watch fights. So it's, you know, can't get any it's a win-win situation, right? Exactly. It's so, kind of like uh, with me too, you know, with the whole media and stuff, I go to the, you know, the press conferences, I go to, mm -hmm. to the weigh-ins and into the fights, you know, obviously we get credentialed, right? We get credentialed and yep. it's a win-win, you know? Oh, absolutely. I love it. 
Oh, absolutely. And, and so I started doing that in the Chicago area for years. And then I slowly started to gain a name, get better at what I was doing. And uh, I started to make more connections in the business and was able to kind of catapult my way into traveling overseas, getting right. some TV exposure, uh, doing things like UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I was able to uh, do uh, several PBC shows when they were on their early start in the early two 2010s. Okay. And I got to give credit, a lot of my success in my career, uh, you know, besides my older brother, Ray and family, but, you know, people that have been able to give me those opportunities to get to that next level. I mean, Tom Brown, Al Heyman, Brittany Goosen Brown, those were people that, you know, gave me those opportunities and, and said uh, they trusted me to do a lot of these lower, you know, doing the undercards and, and right. kind of build my name up. And uh, I got to give credit to, you know, uh, Leon Margulies from Warriors Boxing. He hired me for several shows and um, just so many other different promoters that I've had the opportunity to work with and give me, uh, you know, these TV opportunities and, and do a lot of these undercards, do these way ins host press conferences. Right. And as you know, when you're working on your craft, uh, as the years go on, I mean, things just get easier and easier. And it, it was, none of this has ever felt like work. I mean, my older brother can tell you, you on that. I, I'll tell you, and you know, I mean, even though, yes, it is something I do, it's my job, but I never feel like I'm actually working because I'm loving everything that I'm doing. I never saw myself as a nine to five office guy, you know, that wasn't same here. Same that here. wasn't me. So being able to be around some of these fighters and announce for guys that uh, see them rise. And, you know, I had a, we got Mario Barrios coming up in a couple of weeks, but I was announcing his fights when he was kind of on the upswing with the uh, PBC and now to see yeah. him headlining a pay-per-view card. That's, it's incredible. So it's like, I, you almost kind of come along with a lot of these fighters as well. I mean, Caleb plant was another where, you know, I saw him from doing undercards and, and working his way up and <laughs> you got to fight the best in the world in Canelo back in November. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that being around a lot of these guys, being around trainers too, sitting them having dinner, you learn so much more about the sport and about the business that you, I would never get just by watching. And you know TV. what? It's like, uh, we learn every day, every day. Mm -hmm. What we do, we learn every day. Um, like for me, for example, Ellie setback, you know, he's the one that gave me my, you know, my start with everything too. And shout out to Ellie setback. You know, uh, he's, I have to give him a lot of credit, man, because he's the one that puts me in positions to, you know, do what we love to do. And like you said, it's not a job. Like if it, it doesn't feel like a job, you know, and it goes by quick. It goes by quick. Everything yeah. goes by very quick, very quick. And uh, we're fortunate to be in the position that we are right now. And, you know, it's a blessing. It really is a blessing. No, it absolutely is. And 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 right now, I think, we're, you know, we're, we're in the time where boxing, I think a lot of people and a lot of boxing people, especially, which, you know, kind of turns me off is uh, there's so many people in the boxing business that love talking about how much they hate the boxing business. You're right. And, right. and, and it's, to me, it's like, you know, right now the sport in my opinion is probably at one of the healthiest it's ever been with the fact that you have all these, you know, 
entities like PBC, Top Ring, does uh, Matchroom, uh, you know, Salita Promotions, Warriors Boxing. You have these streaming sites, ESPN Plus, ESPN, uh, Fox, Showtime, uh, DAZN. I mean, all these platforms to showcase so many of these fights and fighters that I think, you know, that's something we didn't have. We didn't have that. Ago. Not even 10 years say, ago, really. 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have that. No. And so, now it's like there is a there's at least one fight every single weekend of the year. There and is. Just, it, it, just look at how healthy that is for the sport of boxing. And, and you're starting to see guys come along and, and make names for themselves. And a credit is to all those promoters that are being able to put on these shows at a consistent basis. And and to me, it's it's never about even though I'm a, I work with PBC a lot. To me, it's never about, oh, this is, you know, PBC versus top rank or top rank versus right, match. Right, or, right, right. You know, and to me, it's, you know, if we're all doing good, if we're all in this sport, we all have a passion for this sport. Everyone wins. The fight fans win. The fighters win. The promoters win. And uh, I think there too much is always said about, you know, us versus them or them versus, right. you know, match room or whoever it is. And it should be more about just the sport in general. And I think it is at the healthiest that it's been. In a I agree with time. you. Right? Like you, you just touched on that right now where every week of the, of the year, every weekend we have, we have fights. So that keeps us busy, you know, us being behind the scenes, you know, stuff like that, that, keep, that keeps us busy. So that, that's honestly a blessing in, 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 in that, that aspect right there. So, and this year, man, we got a lot of fights to look forward to, especially like you mentioned earlier right now with Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios, you know, what yeah, do you think I, about that fight coming up? I mean, it's one of those fights where this is a dangerous fight for Keith. He's been out of the ring for two and a half years. He's 33 years old, former champion at, at, the time, I mean, he was considered along with the upper echelon. When you talked about the welterweight division, you can't mention. You know, him. right now people he talk about Errol Spence. Exactly, everyone talks about Errol Spence and and oh. uh, and Terence Crawford right now. But at the time, Keith Thurman was in that conversation. He was, you know, one A, one B, one C. Right. And the fact that he's kind of been out of the spotlight, he's been inactive for two and a half years. I think people have forgotten how good Keith Thurman was. Now, what is going to be a test for him is he's fa facing a hungry challenger in Mario Barrios, who's coming off a defeat to Gervonta Tank Davis. Former champion. At 140. Former world champion. But, you know, as we know, Tank Davis is one of the best fighters in the world. And Barrios, I mean, gave till this day, I mean, he probably tanks toughest fight he's had. I mean, it was a brutal fight. Both guys were slugging away and Barrios, as we know, it's been well documented that, you know, he was a little too big for 140. He had tough times, you know, trying to get down to 140 and he was excited is, to move I, up. I think this is his natural weight class. You know, exactly. I think eventually he is going to end up having a, you know, he's going to move up probably too, but this is going to be a test for, for Mario because this is his first fight in this division. Um, but then again, Keith Thurman, he's had a two-year layoff. So that can work in, in Mario's favor, having Keith coming off of a two-year layoff where ring rust, it is an issue. 
you know, it is. I mean, it's it is an issue. We saw it with Gary Russell last week. I mean, ring rust is a real thing. You could be in the gym every single day, but there's a difference between being in the gym, sparring and and getting ready for a fight than actually in that fight. It's totally different and it's going to be 12 rounds. And as we know, I mean, anything can happen. And is Keith Thurman the same Thurman from several years ago? Who knows? I mean, and right now, because he's been inactive for so long, this may be his like last opportunity to make a run at the title, because if he loses to Barrios, I mean, where where does he go from there? I mean, depending on where it is. Yes, the welterweight division is that. There is fights to be made. Yeah, but but if you're a guy like Keith Thurman, who, you know, you want some sort of. Yeah, you, you need some juice at you may if you lose this fight, you may think you know what, do I really want to fight, you know, kind of these mid-level guys just to get back up and work my way up or, or what? I mean, it's kind of the, the situation Deontay Wilder's facing right now. I mean, when you've been a champion for so long as those guys have been, and you know, you lose, you don't really have much more to prove as far as in Deontay's case, are you really going to want to fight? Yeah, you know, Luis Ortiz for a third time. Right. Not really, that doesn't really get you excited. Like no. it's not the same as fighting Anthony Fury. Joshua. That that's that, probably the that, that's honestly, probably, I think is the fight that needs to be made. I'm excited the, for that fight. That's the only fight, in my opinion, that I think I could see Deontay. All right, I'm I'm up for this because people will still love to see it. Right. Um, I mean, you could maybe say Andy Ruiz as well i mean that's another former world champion it's an easy fight to make within the pbc umbrella but uh yeah i mean that's the thing with these guys you don't want to work your way back up you've been at the top you've been headlining pay-per-views and and main event cards for almost your entire career and then when you take two three steps back do you really want to do that do you want to go through a a whole training camp a lot of these fighters have pride so exactly. they don't like to, to step back. But sometimes, a lot, of, a lot of the times, these fighters do need to, hum, you know, they need to be humble. And obviously, you know, things happen where they do have to take those fights that they don't want to take, right, to get back mm-hmm. up there. But in Wilder's case, I think he's in a unique, uh, unique position because of the fact that Joshua as well, you know, he's just, he's coming off that loss. And I think that fight will be great. And if it's made in the UK, in London, I think it'll sell out. Well, I mean, if you know, Wilder's got a fan base in, in England when he, yeah, yeah, yeah. before the first Fury fight, he ended up going over overseas and, and you know, people were loving Wilder. Yeah. So he's, and, and I think his popularity has only grown from the Fury trilogy. And uh, he's one of those guys where if he decides never to fight again, good for him. You know, he's, made a ton of money in this sport he doesn't in my opinion have anything to prove he's and been a world champion down as one of the 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 greatest you know top heavyweight fighters oh yeah exactly i mean the probably one of the hardest punchers of all time yeah and uh it's it's one of those things where it, you know whatever he decides to do uh i think people should be okay with with it because of the performance he's given and throughout his entire career now your, so, prediction, your prediction on, on keith thurman and uh, mario for that fight it's tough i i typically don't like to give predictions to try to remain unbiased but um 
I'll just say Mar- Mario's got to get off to a quick start. I think that's one thing that he can do in this fight against Thurman is, and we saw it in the Pacquiao fight again when Pacquiao fought Thurman. Uh, Pacquiao stepped his foot on the gas early and was able to rack up a lot of rounds right, right. in the first half of that fight. And I think Barrios can do something similar, similar to what he did against Tank. Right, he right. was able to rack up a lot of rounds in the first half of the fight. And then if he can kind of withstand the, you know, middle rounds, the seven to nine, ninth round and take Keith into those deep waters, because you want to take Keith to the 10th, 11th and 12th round, right. because you want to see you've been out of the action for two and a half years. Can you handle? Can you keep up, uh, especially with your cardio? It's a different level. So Do you think you Keith want- needs a knockout in order to uh, for people to start talking about him again? I don't think he needs a knockout, but I do think he needs uh, uh, an impressive performance because Barrios, I think he's a good enough fighter. Uh, He was uh, a champion at 140. I think Keith needs some, he needs to make a statement. He needs to be impressive and he needs to look like the old Keith Thurman in order to give a guy like a, I mean, we already, it hasn't been official, but we, are assuming Spence and Ugas that's going to happen at some point right, in spring. Right, right. So that's going to be a you, big fight right there. Exactly. And, and with Thurman, you need something impressive to get a guy like uh, uh, Crawford to want to fight mm-hmm. you. Um, and who knows? Maybe Ennis is that guy too. I mean, Boots Ennis, Ennis is. Yeah, see, I think a lot he, of people are sleeping on him, man. He's viewed as kind of the boogeyman and right, up and coming. Right. Like he, in my eyes, he's the best fighter. Um, that's on the rise. That's not a world champion yet. I agree with you. No, 100%. 100%. Because I think he's the total package. Uh, his skill set's incredible. And I don't think either of the champions really want to give, uh, would want to face Ennis. I think Spence may. Crawford, I think, wants the Spence fight. But as far as fighting Boots, I mean, I don't think anyone really wants to fight Boots. So uh, and Thurman, that's another fight that could put him in. To fight a guy like Boots Ennis, because remember, this is just an eliminate uh, an eliminator to get to the title eliminator. Correct, correct. So I think personally, I think personally, Keith, if it goes to the scorecards, I think Keith got it. Mario, I believe, would have to at least knock down Keith one or two times or knock him out in order to for the judges to swing Mario's way. You got to keep, keep in mind, too, I think Keith still has that name and that power where if he goes to the scorecards, I think he'll take it. Yeah, I could I could definitely see a scenario. I, I do think this fight goes the distance. I, I don't do, too. I, see, do too. I don't I don't see a knockout either way. Um, but the, again, this is a tremendous opportunity for Barrios. If he's able to somehow come out with the victory, then all things kind of shuffle up again in that welterweight division. And, and now with Porter out of the picture and he retired, you, you know, you got Spence, you got Ugas, you got uh, Crawford. Boots, Crawford, and, and you'll have Stanionis or Butaev who are uh-huh. fighting in an eliminator. And now you, you know, as Barrios, you throw your name in that top contender hat. So right. this is a, it could be a, a, a momentum changing fight for either guy. I mean, Thurman wins. He mm-hmm. has a shot probably at the belt in the next couple of fights. If uh, he loses, who knows? I mean, he could retire. He could just decide, you know what? I'm, I'm done. 
And uh, for Barrios, I mean, he's playing with house money. I, you know, I he's so the too. underdog. Yeah. It's going to be a great fight. I can't wait. You know, I'm actually going to be in um, th- for that day, February 5th. I'm actually going to be in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, for uh, Damani Cato Kane. He's making his U.S. Uh, debut out there. Five and oh, four knockouts. He was the sparring partner, the main sparring partner for Terrence Crawford for the Crawford and Porter fight. Yeah. So I was actually invited to that camp in uh, Colorado Springs. So that's going to be that, you know, a great fight over there with him. He's making his U.S. debut. So I'm going to be in Omaha. Hopefully I can catch that fight. You know? <laughs> Eventually I'm going to end up watching it again, you know, watching it. And then, two, we can't forget about Leo Santa Cruz. You know, he's the co-main event. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a good fight, too. Um, but let me ask you, as a fight fan, what's the fight that you want to see this year? The fight that I want to see if I if I had a magic you know magic pen and I can make a fight, uh, I think it would be. It's you know, paid promoters Spence. right now. We're matchmakers right now. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I, I, to me, I think it would be Spence Crawford. I think this is the year to do it. I I believe this is a fight that I still want to see. I think there's a lot of talk out there with you know Crawford and and this all depending on if both guys get past their fights. I know Crawford doesn't have an opponent yet but I'm sure he'll fight in the first half of this year. Uh, Spence is fighting Ugas, which is not an easy fight whatsoever. I agree. Um, but if he's able to get past that one, I think it, it's only right. I mean, let's unify that division at the welterweight division, which has always been a premier division, I you know, agree. with Floyd Mayweather, Delahoya, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, it's always been a marquee division. So I, I want to see it's, it's a fight that on Twitter, if you, if you want to get anyone angry, you can say, you know, Spence is the best welterweight in the world, or you say Crawford's the best welterweight in the world, and you'll get into a, a Twitter war with That's Crawford true. fans and Spence fans because, you know, it is such an intriguing fight. Crawford has, you know, been criticized for, you know, his opponents and not fighting the best in the division. Spence has the resume, but he's been criticized for what many believe he's ducking Crawford. I don't believe that's the case. I think I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think politics play a big part in this. And I think Spence, I've had the opportunity to talk to Spence. He wants to be the best. He wants to fight the best. And I think he is doing everything he can to gain the most leverage in uh, a Crawford Spence negotiation. At the end of the the day, business is business. Exactly. Politics. I think politics has hindered a lot of great fights that we could have seen, you know? I mean, it, 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 it's tale as old as time. I mean, this is, this is what happens and you got to work around it. But I think eventually when the money's there, the fights are there to be made. I mean, we saw it with Fury and Wilder. Right. Um, I think you could potentially see it with Fury and Usyk, you know, with the step aside money. Uh, we saw it with Pacquiao, Mayweather. So, I mean, when it's there, it's there. The fights are going to get made. So I think I want to see the fight that I want to see is Benavidez Canelo. That's the fight that I want. If you want, if you, if you want to talk about straight brutality, that's, that's that's a fight that's going to be absolutely violent, bloody and violent. It's a true Mexican fight for Canelo. Right now. Yeah, I would say so, because I think, I think Benavidez I think other than better be I'm not sure there's another fighter that could, I don't think Canelo loses, but I don't think if you had to pick someone to beat him, I think Benavides has the tools. He's violent. He's got the power. 
Uh, he has a chin and he can fight on the inside, which is something that Canelo does very well. So, and he's big. He's a big dude. He's he's six six four six five. I think that's the power that that Canelo hasn't seen in a while. Um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Triple G is probably the last. Yeah, Triple that, G is probably the last guy yeah, with the so type I of power. Benavides has that that same or probably even more power than than Triple G. Mm-hmm. So that one's going to be a tough fight for both fighters. I really want to see that fight. I can't even say who would win, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean I that's I, it, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard know, it's hard to Canelo. count off Canelo. It is, it is, and but I think certainly Benavides has all the tools to. If there was a guy to upset Canelo, right. I think he's near the top of the list in my opinion, probably number one of guys out there that could potentially give Canelo uh, that loss. I so agree. that's a that's a fight that I'd love to see. I mean. We're hearing reports of Canelo, Charlo, so who knows how serious those are going to be. That's actually a good fight, too, though. A lot of mm-hmm. people are, are are sleeping on that fight. I think I think Charlo could give him some some issues as well. Uh, yeah, Charlo's got power. My, my only concern is that he's been at 160, and to move up to 168, that's cool. Yeah. just personally, I would have liked to have seen him fight uh, at 168, at least one fight. But obviously, you know, when you get the Canelo sweepstakes, you take them when you can get it. Right. And, uh, you know, Charlo's a dog, man. He's he's one of those guys that I think still people overlook him, I think. But he's he's a smart fighter. He's got IQ. And uh, again, I mean, Canelo's the best in the world for a reason. So he's it, 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 you any guy that steps in the ring with him has to fight the fight of their life. They have yeah. to put on an unbelievable performance, but I certainly think Benavides has the capability. I think Charlo could do it. Um, if that fight gets made, uh, I think better BF has the opportunity to do it. That would be a good fight too. You know, so those are the three guys in my opinion that I think, you know, have the opportunities to do it. But again, Canelo has his pick of the litter. He's done so much in his career. He can, pick and choose who he wants to fight. So whether it's any of those three or he wanted to go up to, you know, cruiserweight, if he wants to do that, so be it. So she already did um, it before with uh, Kovalev, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, so I has said that he, I think is coming back for a fight. If I'm not mistaken, I think he, yeah, I think he's doing, I think he's doing that thriller, Try, at least Something that's like, what yeah. I, I saw a report that Triller tried. I saw it like a couple of days ago. Yeah, so you're starting to see a lot of some of the older fighters venture towards the Triller triad. Uh, we saw it with Pulev. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? But I'm, there's so many possibilities for this year. You also have the, the lightweight division that is still, Tate you know. and Roley. That's the fight that, I want to see. Well, that, I mean, as you know, those it's guys have ordered. bad blood. Yeah, it's been ordered. It's bad blood. It's a. I'm sure we're going to see that fight announced soon because it's this extremely easy fight to make with both guys uh, promoted by Mayweather. Right. Um, it was a fight that they already were going to make, um, but obviously, you know, they had the lawsuit bit. and were able to get out of the, you know, figure out what happened in the legal situation with Roley. But now he seems clear well, of it. They have until February 24th to make that. Fight. Yeah. So, so we'll, hopefully, they do come to an agreement. That's a fight. As a fight fan myself, that's a fight I really want to see. 
you know, and I, and a lot of people, it, it, to me, it'll, it would be fun for as long as it lasts. Cause right. that, that that's one of those fights that, you know, it's not going the 12 rounds. Uh, you know, Roley has a lot of critics out there with, you know, his style. It's not the most pleasing, but um, he's got power and he's awkward. Yeah. And you want to see how <clears throat> Tank would handle a guy like him and his awkward style. To me, though, I think Tank is at the upper echelon of that division. I think obviously you have to give Cambosis his his due for doing right. what he did against uh, Tiafimo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whoever he fights, whether it's Haney or Lomachenko, I think when you break it down, I think Lomachenko's probably still the top in that division. I would agree um, with you on that. I would, especially after that, his last fight. And then I would say Tank's probably number two. I think Tank is doesn't get enough credit for his boxing skill and his boxing IQ. I think he's a lot smarter than what people realize. He, I think he showed it in, in the Isak Cruz fight where Cruz is a very tough opponent to fight against. He's aggressive, and, and we know Tank hurt his hand midway through the fight, right. and he was still able to – figure out ways to outbox Cruz and uh, pull out the decision victory. that was victory. a controversy win right there because a, a lot of people were saying that it should have been a draw, you know? Yeah, no, I, th- I thought Tank did enough early in was, the fight. Yeah, he did, to, I think he did to, do enough. To get the decision. I think if Cruz really wanted to win that fight, he would have tried to rack up in the first couple of rounds. Right. But I think Tank had enough of a cushion, and then obviously he suffered the hand injury, and Cruz was able to apply some of that pressure on him. And Tank's power wasn't there anymore because of the hand. But I think Tank is one of the top fighters in the world. I love that he's got the power. And I don't think there's a lot of guys that could beat a Tank Davis. Um, I think Lomachenko. of a Pacquiao. You know how Pacquiao. Yeah. You know how he's moving up? That's how I see Tank. Yeah. And Tank, I I mean, he likes to stay in the lightweight division. I think he'll move up. Well, he's already shown. I mean, he beat a big guy in Barrios who's yeah. now a welterweight. Yeah. Um, he went back down to 135 to fight Cruz. So I think he plans on bouncing back and forth between 35 and 40. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at welterweight in a year and a half, two years. Where so, do you see Ryan Garcia in that division? It, it's, he's got the skill and being in Reynoso's camp, it's all mental for me. I think, and, and as we know, I mean, he's been, very well outspoken about, you know, his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Are you disciplined? Are you in the gym? We heard Canelo say uh, several months ago that uh, he, he wasn't I wouldn't say, cr- I, yeah, I don't say, I wouldn't say he criticized Ryan, but he, he it was more, yeah, it was a wake up call. It was, yeah. you know, you, Hey, if you want to be the best in the world, you need to be in the gym every day. You need to take this seriously and you need to show that you're, you know, you want it because as we know, Reynoso is kind of a no nonsense guy. He, if you want him as your trainer, you got to do what he says. You listen to what he says and you need to show him that, you know, you're willing to put in that work. As you know, all those guys, Andy Reese Jr. has made a big difference. Frank Sanchez, uh, obviously Canelo. Um, so Oscar Valdez is in that camp as well. Uh, we've heard talks of Virgil Ortiz kind of moving his way over to Reynoso's gym. So if you're Ryan Garcia and you have all this fandom, it's kind of hard to be like, no, you're the problem when 
you look at all those guys in the stable that are champions, former champions. Right. It's like, look, at the end of the day, it comes down to you. And I think Ryan is starting to see that. I think he's looking to prove the doubters wrong in 2022. And look, he has all the tools. He has all the tools. He has mm-hmm. the trainer of the year in his corner. There's no excuses to why he can't be on top. He has all the tools right now. Yeah. And I think honestly, from what I've seen and from what I've you know heard and stuff too, I think he's focused. And I think uh, I think it's gonna be a big year for Ryan Garcia. I'm looking forward for him to bounce back and see what he can do and you know shake up that lightweight division because there, yeah, there's if a I, lot if of I, if I, there. So it, he could definitely. If I were him, I would try to fight three times this year. I would try to fight three times this year. Yeah. Um, and I would love. I mean, a, a, a fight that. If you want to talk money, the money will be there. If you want to make a Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight, I mean oh, that's definitely, definitely. You're definitely. talking about, I mean Floyd against Oscar. You're talking about uh, Tank and how he's been a crossover star in mm-hmm. you know the celeb world. Right. Ryan Garcia is a crossover star in the celeb world with all his followers. So you're talking about a massive, massive commercial fight. Um, that will have a ton of a commercial appeal with a Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis fight. And I think that would be the fight to make towards the end of this year. I agree. I agree. I want to give a little shout out here to our sponsor, TK Boxing Gear. Shouts out to TK Boxing Gear. For all the fighters out there that need new gear for sparring, for fights, hit up TK Boxing Gear, at TK Boxing Gear. Now, what's next for you, man? Where are you going to be at? Where can, where can everybody see Oh, I'm, uh, I will be heading down to Miami doing um, Warriors Boxing uh, this Friday uh, down in Miami announcing their show. And then uh, I'll be back Saturday and uh, enjoy some of the fights uh, that are going on Saturday. And, uh, and then next week is pay-per-view week. It's Thurman Barrios. I'll be there on uh, – I'll probably get in on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I'll be in Vegas for that one. And then, uh, yeah, man, it, it, the year starts rolling, you know. That's good. That's good, man. Where can they follow you at? Yeah, I'll be on uh, Twitter at uh, the underscore M Flores on Twitter. And then you can catch me on Instagram at MFLO2323 um, on Instagram. So, yeah, feel out? free to give me a follow. Uh, no, just, I appreciate you having me on the, on the pod, man. I, I, I appreciate hey, I it. Excited, I, man. Always, I always love talking boxing and, uh, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime later this year. There's a lot of stories. Boxing, as we know, is always changing. There's always fights. And I tell people, look, if you hate the sport, you hate fighters, you don't have to watch. Right. right. That's what, that's what I tell it's people. Not for everybody. No, it's, it's not. Um, so that's why I want to kind of get all these boxing trolls out. I'm kind of tired of it. You know, let's start to appreciate the let, let's start appreciating the sport yeah. instead of always hating on on the sport of boxing. Uh, you know, everyone eats, and that's what's great about it. So that's what uh, and there's a lot of room for everybody to, to win and everybody to eat, man. It, exactly. There's there's room for everyone: fighters, promoters, networks fans i mean there's room for everyone there's as we see you mentioned uh february 5th there's you know multiple shows going on that day so and it's like that nearly every single weekend so just appreciate what we have right now 
I love it, man. There's a lot of boxing coming up and you have a home here with Off the Hook with AJ. I really do appreciate you, you know, stopping by. You guys have tuned in to another episode of Off the Hook with AJ. You can follow me at AJAY underscore official page underscore and uh, follow us at Off the Hook with AJ. Thank you again. I really do appreciate your time. And there you guys have it, man. Miguel Flores. Hey, and uh, let's get you back. Let's get you back on here, man. Appreciate it, man. Take care. All right, brother. You too. Thank you.